Hey guys, welcome to episode 15 of Beers in the Lot. Before we get to episode 15, I just want to ask you to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcatcher app. And also, make sure you tell your teammates and friends and family about Beers in the Lot podcast. Tonight, we have a special guest, Nick Fleehart from the Beer League Players Association. He's talking about their great beer league tournaments, draft experiences, and also not being a dick in beer league. Welcome to episode 15. Well, um, shall we have some beers? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah let's get out. Let's right. go. That's me place. The poor. Gotta have the poor. Rigo always, always with the poor. <laughs> Gotta drink them from a glass because you're high class. Yeah, well, you have to get the aroma. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's really good in the nose. Has a good yeah. <laughs> mouthfeel too. Yeah, good mouthfeel. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what are you drinking, Rigsby? So I have a Ghost Fleet uh, New England IPA from Vanish Brewing, which is right across the river in Leesburg, Virginia. So right on pretty decent i think that's one of their standard brews they always have so pretty good what about you aa ron i have a covid grocery store pickup substitution special (laughs) blue moon ice blonde coffee i asked for a seasonal they substituted me because you know we're in west virginia so we can go to the grocery store and get beer marylanders (laughs) But uh, <laughs> yeah, so I've got an iced coffee blonde from Blue Moon. And I got to say, it's actually pretty smooth. It's pretty good. For a girl beer, it's pretty good. Yeah, that is a chick beer. That's brutal. <laughs> it's got coffee in it, though. Maybe you'll stay awake tonight. Yeah, it'd nah. be nice. <laughs> what are you drinking, John? I have a manly seasonal beer uh, from Flying Dog. I actually have one of the brew house rarities. The apple pie Blondale since it's Thanksgiving. Let's get in the spirit. And uh yeah. yeah. So decided to pick one up. Not not uh, you know, this isn't a all year round type of thing, obviously, but definitely something good for the nice crisp fall weather. So so yeah. <laughs> crisp. What do you have, Danny? I have uh Cigar City Brewing, Fancy Papers, Hazy India Pale Ale. Again, Very nice. Yeah. yeah, of course. <laughs> So how about our uh, our guest? We've got our guest tonight. Uh, we've got Nick from uh, the Beer League Players Association. And uh, uh, what, what are you drinking tonight with us? Well, first off, I, I know that this is just audio only. It's, it's not video. But I picked this beer solely based on the can. Like I literally said, yes. hey, we can crack beers. And I was like, shit, I don't have any beer at home. I'm going to have to go in and get one. And I just want you guys to see this can. Oh, oh. There's a dog in a hockey uniform. It's a dog and hockey. It's a Wild Rose Brewery, Tamarack Brewery. I guess it's a collab here. Uh, It's a local, like I'm in Calgary, Alberta. So it's a a local brewery. And it's it's damn good. It's the first time I've ever had it. It's called Illumina ISA. And on the can, it says right here, it says, brewed as a team, velvety, tropical, and crushable. And it it's damn good. Like it is. It, <laughs> I to you. If I, I like could it. drink you guys beer, I would. Cause it usually I'm not a guy that's like, Oh God, beer is so good. Like I'm just going to sit around and sip it. 
I'd rather drink the hard stuff like, you know, vodka and that kind of stuff. But this <laughs> is a sipper. I drink it all day. Right on. Well, welcome That's to the awesome. podcast, man. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Yes, welcome. Yeah. So tonight we've got, as you just heard, Nick Fleehart, Nikki Kamish from Beer League Players Association at the BLPA, home of the adult athlete. Um, he is an Oklahoman living in Cal- Calgary who uh, runs the draft experience tournaments. We, we definitely got to get to talking to you about these draft experience tournaments because they sound fucking awesome. <laughs> we, I, I want you to come closer to us so that we can do one of these because this sounds great. Um, you, do you want to give us a little uh, little elevator speech about the, the draft experience? Yeah. Hey, basically, if you're an adult athlete in air quotes, that means if you can get up and actually move around and walk. Uh we're we're literally the place for you. Like we don't care about winning. We care about getting out with like-minded people, drinking beer, playing sports, and having a good time. Because I think that's what uh, sports are all about. We're kind of past that age where uh, winning is the big thing. I mean, listen, I get it. Winning's fun. I love to win too. But at the end of the day, what are you really winning? And so we kind of created a tournament series around that whole aspect. And it started with our draft experience, where you don't need a team. You just come out. You rank yourself, your friends rank yourselves on our rating system. We build draft rounds, so every round is players of similar skill. And then we meet on Friday night, and we make teams by beer chugging contest. Yes. (laughs) And I just want to say, you don't have to drink beer to play. If you don't drink beer, we do chug ginger ale. But the beer chugging contest is incredible. Uh, We make our teams, and then after we make our teams, then we line each team up. We do a team boat race, and the fastest chugging team gets to pick their schedules for the weekend. Uh, We design jerseys. We design socks. You get to keep them. And then we play five games over two days. So if if you're hungover, the Saturday where you play three games, it's going to be miserable, but it's going to be the best time in your life. (laughs) (laughs) And I was looking you guys up, and it looks like a lot of you guys maybe from like the Maryland area. Yeah. Um, we We just agreed to a contract. Uh, in Laurel, Maryland. Oh, uh, wow. Right down the road. Yeah, so we're going to do a team tournament there in May, and then we're going to do a draft experience on Labor Day weekend. So you got your wish already. Nice. Excellent. We're going to have to look for that (laughs) for sure. You don't have to be any good. Like we've had players that have been beginners, just came out of, just got on the ice. Literally my business partner's uh, girlfriend, fiance now, um, I'm going to marry them at the draft party in Vegas, but, uh, oh, man. <laughs> it's part of the company that I want to play hockey. Uh, so our first tournament was in Omaha in March and she started skating less than a month before that first time ever on skates. <laughs> and she played in the tournament and everyone loved her. And we've had guys that have played high level pro hockey. It doesn't matter what skill level you are. You just come out as long as you can live by the number one rule of the tournaments and the beer league players association, you'll be fine. And that rule is, don't be a dick. That's awesome. <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> I just love that it. sounds that sounds like an event and a half. That sounds like it's so much fun. I think uh, you know, I think it, that's what hockey is supposed to be and sports are supposed to be. And so we started with the, the draft experience. Uh, we have some team tournaments for hockey coming up, and those are a little different because sure we like winning, but we have a big uh, WWE like championship belt. If the team wins, you get championship chains. But that's not even the funnest part of the weekend. The funnest <laughs> part is the Saturday all-day barbecue kegger. Nice. In the parking Excellent. Lot. 
Uh, so we're definitely about the social aspect. And, you know, I traveled to team tournaments. Uh, I didn't start playing until I was 30 because I married a Canadian and she made me. And <laughs> we, to we didn't connect with any other teams. Like we just kind of hung out with ourselves. We played our three games and went home. And I thought, God, there's got to be a better way. Like there's thousands of other beer leaguers here. Like how do we mesh yeah, those guys yeah. together? And so that's kind of the whole uh, Beer League Players Association in a nutshell is like-minded people having fun doing things where you can drink beer. It's awesome. That's the goal, right? Yeah. Sure. yeah. In yeah. fact, uh, that makes me think of our group because we just got back uh, about a month ago from a tournament up in Johnstown, Pennsylvania, the Slapshot Cup. It's a fantastic time. You know, it's one of the hockey meccas where they film the movie and all that. So, but now when you mention it, it's like, yeah, I mean, this year especially, but when we go up there, we we always win the parking lot. Like, it doesn't matter. We we try not to win in the tournament because that means we've got to play the late game and then we, you know, it screws up our schedule. So we'd rather drink, (laughs) but we always win the parking lot, but uh, we, we only get a little bit of spillover with some of the other teams. It sounds like these draft experiences are a great way to like mingle and, and really network. So that sounds like it's a blast. Well, I mean, you got your crew, right? Like you guys are all friends you play hockey together. Uh, But you know, a lot of people are worried because they come to these, uh, draft experiences they sound fun but they're like well i want to play with my buddy well we can't guarantee that you can maybe maybe you're in di- different draft rounds it just depends on how the draft works out but i've never had someone that came into it thinking oh i'm worried about playing with my friends after the fact say oh it was a horrible experience like right. they love playing they play with their friends all the time now they get to play against them so you have that other little challenge in i was like okay am i going to beat john a- and also you also know when you're playing against him, if you go into a corner, you can look back and be like, oh, John's not going to blow me up. We're cool. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so you guys think. Yeah. John's absolutely going to blow you, me up. You know, you know Aaron, I thought you were going to go in a different direction with that too. Like it, it almost sounds like old fat ball guys hockey. It league, does sound like our league. We, yeah. Absolutely. We play in weekly on, on Sundays, which is, it's basically the same idea, except it's the same, you know, 60 or so mm-hmm. odd guys every week. We all know each other, right? The the golden rule, right, is is don't be a dick. And if you are going into a corner with somebody, you let up and kind of let them make their turn and and do whatever they have to do, so nobody's getting hurt. Because we all have to go to work on Monday morning, right? right. So um, that's very refreshing to hear that like there's other uh, avenues out there for that that type of event. Um, I I think that's awesome. I definitely just wrote that down to to uh, pencil it in on the calendar. <laughs> Um, especially the one in labor on, you know, labor day, the, the actual draft experience. Yeah. yeah I definitely. In a couple episodes, uh, uh, two episodes ago, I maybe where you were talking about the Maryland flag and how it's probably one of the most unique flags in, uh, in, in the country, which it is. And, uh, that's, that's going to kind of be my play when we start designing the themes is like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stellar. <laughs> crustacean themed jerseys are always a hit yep. <laughs> go with yeah. a crab <laughs> yeah. blue crabs the flag all that stuff yeah. Old Bay. <laughs> so my question is how did you kind of get this off the ground because it's not as simple as kind of setting something up and you know if you build it people will come kind of type thing you, there's probably a lot of legwork that goes into making these weekends successful not just in terms of you know getting the ice space and all that but you know making sure people come out have a good time tell me about some of the legwork you guys got to do to get this up 
Yeah, I think I think that's kind of people look at it and they say, oh, they're running hockey tournaments. It's not that hard. I want your job. And and no one really. Yeah, that's a great question, because no one really asks, like, hey, what goes on behind the scenes? And I, oh, I mean, it's a ton. I mean, it starts with one, obviously, finding the ice and finding a weekend that works. And then and then you got to find 54 people as the smallest tournament that we can do. So you have to find 54 people that are willing to take a chance on something new. And. I'm like, I'm a realist. Like I, I work hard uh, for a living and I understand the cost of things. And when you look at the cost of a draft experience, you're like, okay, that's expensive, right? I mean, $349 for a weekend of hockey. So the thing is, then you have to show them why that is priced that way. And like, you know, we have the big draft party, we have the jerseys, we have the socks, we have, you know, people have to travel to get there. And, uh, you know, it's a whole experience. And a lot of people are concerned about price on the front end. But again, I've never had someone come back and say, these are totally not not worth it after the mm. week as a matter it's quite the opposite we had one guy that came to his first ever hockey tournament in denver uh and then he came to the next four like he followed us around the country <laughs> <laughs> like he was in the grateful dead like traveling show yeah he's like how many tournaments are we going to do can is there a deal that we can do where i can pay for all of them up front for next year oh, wow wow and <laughs> that, that's the stuff that kind of blows me away because for me it's i just love sport and I care about people's experience because I, I'm a hockey player too. And so for me, like when you say like what goes on behind the scenes, it's just making sure everyone has fun, like making sure you go into those locker rooms and say, is there anything I can help make it better? Um, mm. And I think that, that stuff goes a long way. And, and for me and my team, uh, you know, it, it's always preaching, what can we do to make this experience better and to make more people have fun? Because the only way we exist is if people come out and have fun and say, Hey, I'm going to come back to another one. And you, you have to kind of make them feel like they're a part of something. And it is, it, it, it's, it's a different mentality, a different aspect when you come to the draft experience versus a regular tournament, because you don't have your team. You're not going in there just to whoop someone's ass and go out of the parking lot and drink beer. Like it's a whole different thing. And so you kind of have to kind of lead people through that. And then you have, you have to play host all weekend and and you, you have to have fun and you got to drink a lot of beer basically. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to made to drink beer. I know you guys are like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> well, I, I and I do like the way you guys label it experience because, you know, I I like golf. I'm not insanely good, but I look at some of like the premier courses in our country, like Pebble Beach, for example. And it's six hundred dollars to go play a round at Pebble Beach, and a lot of people who don't like golf may go, oh my god, that's lunacy. Yep. But if you got to think about it and break it down a little bit like this is a place where major championships have been hosted the scenery is spectacular it's one of the best courses in the in the country it's an experience it's a it's something a, a good memory you make that's more what you're striving for versus you know kind of oh it's a hockey tournament you emphasize it's an experience it's not just hockey to be 100 percent honest um i don't i don't give a damn about the hockey i mean i love hockey <laughs> <laughs> that's not what it's about like it, for me, it's, it's just not like, I, I love connecting with beer leaguers. I love seeing their passion for me. Like, I mean, I've been playing now for a, a few years, uh, nine years, but I can still remember that time of my first tournament or my first time on the ice or, you know, the first time I scored a goal. And I want people that to have that. And I, I want people to come out to our events and say, man, this guy loves what he's doing. And he wants to make sure I love what I'm doing too. And so when you come to our, like, when you come to our tournament, I don't want you to have to worry about anything. I want you just to worry about coming out, making new friends. And then it's, it's kind of cool. Like I, I, I've kind of likened it now to I've kind of created a cult. 
Like I've, <laughs> I've got people that just come out and they follow you around and they play and they love it. And I, I made the joke last draft experiences. Like, I bet you guys didn't know that you're in a cult now. We're not drinking the Kool-Aid tonight, but maybe tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I, mean, I think it, it's really cool. Like, and, and not even taking me out of the equation. Like once I kind of step away and these people go home, uh, they're, they're not connecting with just me anymore. They're connecting with John from Maryland and they're saying, Hey John, like what, what's your next tournament that you're going to? Oh, you're going to that one. I'm going to see if I can go to that one too. Yeah. And then it kind of connects in a way where people, they just make friends that they never would have made if it wasn't for the sport of hockey. And I, I think that's incredible. And I say hockey, like we're branching into softball. Like I grew up, played college baseball. I, I, I didn't play hockey till I was an adult. Uh, golf, you mentioned golf. Like I'm working on some golf draft experiences. So a lot of cool stuff in the works, but at, at the bottom of it, it's the people and the connections you make with the other people you're playing with. Yeah, definitely. Especially since Absolutely. you're getting a lot of people that are like close by you for the most part. If you go to one of these, then you're, you're meeting some folks that are in your general area and you're probably going to have some overlap with some of them. Like, Oh yeah, I played against your team, wherever like that. You're probably going to network a whole lot better uh, going to one of these things than, than obviously they're just doing what you normally do playing in your normal leagues. That's it sounds great. So it's, I mean, it's a fun time. And if, if anyone's listening and they're, they're on the fence is just try it once. And I promise you'll come back to more. <laughs> yeah, we, we're not getting anything for saying that it sounds great, by the way. <laughs> this is not like sponsor. <laughs> this sounds right. pretty cool. And we have no idea because we haven't played in one. So. <laughs> we haven't played in one. <laughs> but if we find out that somebody takes our spot in the upcoming tournament by some odd way, we will find you. Yeah, John's <laughs> yeah. coming for you. I'm, I'm coming a, for you. He's not going to let up in the corner. <laughs> yeah, I won't. <laughs> How much we've caught on, like our we we plan to do one uh, right at the first of the year in in Philadelphia. Uh, it is sold out in like three days. Like it, wow, it, it's spectacular. Crazy. Yeah, I mean it, it's just nuts. And I mean it, when you start talking about the draft, there is a limit on how many players you can do. Four is four teams is the smallest. Six is medium, and eight is probably the biggest you can do. So in the grand scheme of things, you're probably only looking at 130 people at a time. And so now the people are kind of, you know, and there's other companies that, like I've done these for another company. I used to work for a company here in Western Canada and like they charge $500 for an event. And so when I said, I want to do my own, um, I want to make them more affordable and more accessible because I do know how much people like the experience. And so that was definitely the key for me to, to jump in when I started my own is how can I make these more affordable? So yeah. people, more people can do them, you know? So, yeah, I mean, like you're doing all that work and everything, and and obviously you have your schedule projected out for next year. Uh, you know, what was what was this last year like with, you know, the pandemic and COVID and all this stuff? I mean, I saw on the website you had a full schedule, but, yeah. you know, how did that go? Like, what what was that like for everybody? Well, I, it's weird because I call my like I, I say I'm stupid all the time because I started a business uh, and our first tournament was the weekend before they shut everything down. Uh, <laughs> uh, then, like someone's like, no, you're actually a genius because uh, you know, when you talk about draft style tournaments, uh, the other, the other places couldn't run. Like they, they didn't want to put the work in to, to make them happen. And so for, for me, like, you know, I, I can travel uh, across the border because I'm American so I can get across the Canadian border, even when they shut it down. Uh, but, but for me, the hard part was like, I'm a type one diabetic. I have been since mm. I was years old. And if I was to come back from the States, I'd have to quarantine for 14 days. So I got with my business partner and said, well, what can we do? I, I kind of want to avoid the people during travel airports, airplanes, right. yeah, yeah. and 
we were like, well, wouldn't it be cool if we just bought an RV and traveled around the world? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. But I do have a wife and kids, so uh, <laughs> uh, I told her, and I think she was ecstatic that I was leaving for three months. But <laughs> we had to push a, a few of them back, um, like the ones in, in April and May, and we started July 10th, and I was on the road for 100 days. Um, wow. And we, wow. we originally had uh, 10 of them uh, scheduled. Uh, Cleveland and Boston are two that uh, – three of them, sorry. Cleveland, Boston, Buffalo were three of them that, uh, they, they just weren't, uh, happening. Uh, Cleveland could have happened, but it was our very first one. And I got a little spooked, uh, talking to the rink about, Hey, we could shut down tomorrow. Oh. And so, uh, so, you know, but Boston and Buffalo, it was a little tough, but other than that, I mean, we just kind of had to think out of the box. We worked with a lot of the, uh, the health department saying, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to make sure we're safe. We usually do the draft party in a bar, but we're like, well, we're in an RV. So, We'll just park it outside in front of a rink and we'll sit up around there and, and have a good time. And to be honest yeah. with you, way better parties than what, than what we had before. I, I think, yeah. I mean, a little, not as crazy because, you know, we had to kind of keep our distance, but still people loved them. So I'm just like, holy crap, when COVID's gone, like how nuts are these parties going to be? <laughs> in, in, or, yeah. In Cincinnati, we, Saturday night, we, we stayed in the parking lot for the games, drinking beer and watched Miracle on Ice on a big screen outside. Uh, awesome. In Charleston, we watched the Stanley Cup championship games like it. Like, it, it, yeah, it was just incredible. I mean, it's just it was just being safe and, and putting in that that time and effort to, to to make sure people stay safe. Like we provided BLPA masks to every player. Uh, we kind of made sure everyone was spaced out instead of doing like finger foods. Like we just bought everyone their own Little Caesars pizza. Sure. Or, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, so. <laughs> I mean, it was, it, it was different, but it, I mean, it was still fun. And at the end of the day, I, I, you know, I think it, it was, it was a godsend for me to be able to, to do it that way. But also it, it was an escape for a lot of people. Like you don't have to worry about uh, COVID to the extreme. Mm. You can just go out and play hockey and, and, and be relatively safe. And I think that was kind of contributed a lot to the successes. COVID actually helped us. I, I think. Wow. <laughs> That's what we normally do. It's uh, the beers and the lot, right? I mean, Yep. Yeah, oh, man. Everybody's used to that. <laughs> it's on brand, Dan. Yeah, ties right in. <laughs> places like Nashville, we like you had to dress in the parking lot. You could mm-hmm. you could go in and you had like ten minutes to tie your skates and that kind of stuff. And like, yeah, yeah. And when you're hungover and fat and like, oh. it takes a while to tie those skates, you know. So it's, yes, uh, it does. That, that was <laughs> the worst part of the night. <laughs> it's the most work I do all night. <laughs> I always tell people like I'm going to take a couple laps and I'll just sit on the bench the rest of the game and drink beer. But. <laughs> so, do you play in in the tournaments or uh, every like, single one? Nice. Yeah. Oh man. I, I, I play. I take all the photos, and that's kind of the hard part. Like my team, I t- I tell them like, hey, sorry, I'm on your team. You might not get get as much photos, but. I'll usually take the first game off the very first game and just focus taking photos of, of, uh, the players on my team. And then after that, it's, it's uh, full send, uh, on the game. So, uh, we're still kind of debating on how we do that for team tournaments. It would look pretty shitty if I won my own team tournament. <laughs> Every BLPA free agent team we've ever done, we've always ended up in last place. Uh, it's hard. It's hard as a free agent to go against r- regular teams. Eh? So yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do love playing. I, I I would play every day of the week if I could. Now, unfortunately, in Calgary, they've shut everything down and even restricted it even further today. So we're kind of 
at least until after Christmas, we're not going to have any ice ice to play on mm. Out, outdoors, I guess. But that gets chilly. Yeah, it's almost True. ODR season, right? So, yeah, <laughs> that's kind of the blessing. I, I mean, ODRs are really rad. That's uh, I always tell people, you know, you should you should experience it a couple times. But I've also been on an ODR when it's minus twenty five, and it's, it's yeah, new. right. <laughs> you know, no thanks, Louise. Uh, the first year we did it, it was perfect. It was one degree, so 33 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the next year we did it, when we started our game on Sunday morning, it was minus 47 degrees Celsius, which oh, uh, and, and like we were literally, should we even start this? Is it dangerous? Right, and yeah. The refs are like, we're not going to use whistles. We can't blow them. Uh, we'll just yell. And so, yeah. <laughs> Man. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, what's the culture shock like moving from Oklahoma to Calgary then? Well, a hockey sense, a lot more hockey, which is freaking awesome. Um, <laughs> you know, for me, like, uh, like I was an oil and gas guy before this is an oil and gas uh, uh, culture here in Calgary. So not too much there. It was, it was basically just, I traded uh, tornadoes that could kill you to driving on snow that can kill you. And it's, right. uh, <laughs> it's colder than hell in the winter. And other than that, I mean, it's, it's, it's not too much. I, I did like the hockey. Like I said, I moved up here and the things I were do, I was doing for free just for a, a passion project in Oklahoma. I was able to make it a living in Calgary. So uh, that, that part was good, but I still miss home. I, the, there's a lot of things in the States that, that I miss, especially choice, you know, like uh, you, you get pretty generic stuff here. Like you get, you know, a couple flavors of chips, uh, three flavors of soda and that's about it. And you can go, go down to Montana and you're just like, Oh my God, look at, look at Walmart and <laughs> <Look at> everything. <laughs> I want to go on the record. that I think John would go first out of this group for uh, the beer chugging contest. Absolutely. Yeah, he did absolutely. have, a, he, he did have a little hiccup in a bar in DC with a, doing a <laughs> not, chug against the girl. Gonna, but. That was an unsanctioned event. About, uh, <laughs> it was unsanctioned. I got, I got, hu- pro. I got, I got hustled. If anyone wants to tell the story, I'm too ashamed. Yeah. That chick was a pro. She's, she's done this before. Hustled. Money on the line. Actually. Well, we made out the like round of beers on it. There's a round of beers. Yeah. Cause yeah. she bought two rounds of beers. I smoked her the two times. And then when she said break even, or we'll buy you another round at that point, I'm up to that's house money. And <laughs> she downed it before There's I was no like, contest. I, she downed it. I had like maybe a quarter left. And at the very end, when I put my glass down, I was, I mean, I looked like I saw an alien, like Independence <laughs> Day, like the ship just came out of the sky. I'm just standing there like, what happened? And, and the rest of the night too, like, how'd you beat me? I don't know what the hell's going on. I mean, oh, it, was yeah, it, was, it wasn't the rest of the night. It was the rest of the week. You were shook. <laughs> I shook. <laughs> yeah. Tournaments like this uh, since 2013. And there's probably four guys I can think of that I've ever seen that could beat me, uh, in a chug race. And the one guy, uh, one guy's pretty close, but one guy beats me pretty soundly. And then another guy that I know can chug two beers by the time the guy that beats me can chug one. It's insane. And I just said, how did you do it? Coach? I called him coach Rob. I'm like, coach me, let's go. And he's like, <laughs> I was here in college that this was what we did. We engineered ways to chug beer faster. And it is absolutely like, I have a video of it. It's absolutely insane. How fast this guy can chug. Is, is it like the, is what he's describing. They engineered ways to chug beer. I just imagine beer fest with him at the chalkboard, like tri- yeah, yeah. Or in the boot. Here's the cup. He just tips it over all of it in his mouth and pours the other one. And it's like, it just, he doesn't have to swallow it. Just, all down the gullet and it's done. 
holy shit, how did this? Oh my! <laughs> Where did it go? How does it not come back out? And he's just like, oh, I'm good. All right, so maybe John, maybe John will go late first round. Late first round. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day, doesn't it really matter because most time you don't know who you're picking anyway. <laughs> exactly. Right. Pretty girls get picked first in their round, or you know the guys with the nice facial hair, and it's like I can remember a time where we had, we had this guy. He's my buddy. His name is Paul, and Paul was uh, Paul was in a round, and Paul's Paul's a a, ner- a nerdy looking dude. Like he's very unassuming. Like you wouldn't think this guy's a hockey player. Gets picked last. We're in an eight-team tournament. He's the last pick of his round. And uh, he comes out the next day. I'd never met him before. And he starts skating. And I'm like, holy shit, dude. And he's like, yeah, I played. Uh, I played. I can't remember what it was. One step below the AHL or something. Like, he played. <laughs> <laughs> we know a guy like that. Yeah, that's like. Got the uh, look. <laughs> so even if the guy can't chug. Maybe he's a damn good hockey player, just a shit beer chugger. I don't, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> kind of great. You do. You really don't know who you're picking. It's just kind of, yeah, I'll take that guy. <laughs> I mean, that's basically how it is. And you know, I mean, once people start coming, then they kind of start realizing that who who's who and, and that kind of yeah. stuff. But, yeah. I mean, for, like it was it was pretty nice. Like you know, when we started the tournaments, um, I, we we made a whole new a, a whole new group of players that, that we had had for, for the, from this other company that I did. And so everyone was brand new and then it started, you know, started building and about by the last time in Texas, um, we probably were 50, 50 of new people and returning people. But, you know, one of the girls that played in, in, in Austin, she, she just watched her husband play in Denver and she watched him and said, Hey, I kind of want to do this. So she did one. And then she brought like nine friends to Austin that had never done one before. That's so great. Yeah, that's so awesome. I mean, that's what you build and, and you're just like, okay, we'll keep bringing your friends. We'll keep hosting yep. them. And I think we have about uh, the, the goal for me is to do 42 events a year. And so I, I'd probably like to do about 20 to 25 uh, draft experiences. I'd like to do, you know, between eight and 10 team tournaments and then split the rest between softball and golf. Yeah. Now, while you're planning this moving forward, is there anything you're thinking about to maybe specialize it? Maybe do like a, a women's tournament or an outdoor event potentially. I mean, I, I would imagine with the outdoor, there's a lot more, you know, groundwork to no pun intended on that. But. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Philadelphia one is an outdoor one, but it's an outdoor rink in the sense of it's a refrigerated rink and it's covered, but it's open yeah. outdoors. And okay. So, open air. Yeah. I mean, the hard part about, I mean, I, I really like the pond hockey aspect and maybe we'll do a pond hockey one, but it's so weather dependent. And, you know, I, I was going to go play in one in Montana and it was too warm. So they just had, yeah. to cancel it, you know, five days before the event started. And, and that's kind of hard, especially when you're, you're booking travel, you know, everyone's booking travel. And, you know, I, I think that it's, it's just a pain in the ass to get credits and not be able to use it. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'd like to do, I'd like to do the, uh, more outdoor ones. Uh, the, the women's one's hard. Like I, I definitely want to do women's divisions in the team tournament. Uh, but a women's in the draft is, is. I mean, it's not, it's not undoable. I, I just don't know enough uh, women hockey players at, presently that, that would jump on. And I kind of like the co-ed aspect, to be honest with you, because uh, the LPA means, you know, sport is for everyone. And, you know, we, we want to play with, with each other. And a, a lot of the women I know, you know, they don't mind playing with the dudes and they actually want to be in the dressing room with the dudes because that's where the team camaraderie comes from. Right. Right. Yep. Yeah, Absolutely. Actually, we were talking about uh, some of the the better uh, women players in our leagues currently. Uh, actually, today on the group thread, yeah, there's a lot of there's good, a couple uh, that would put all of us to shame, guaranteed. Yeah, 
<laughs> oh yeah. Last league I was here in Calgary, uh, my team, the Rhinos, uh, we had a girl come play. Her name was, was Brit. And she just said, listen, I played pretty high level hockey. Um, I know you guys are mid-level, but my husband was a, a CFL long snapper and he's never played. And so I figure I can come play down here. He can catch up to me. And we're like, okay. And then she came out and she wasn't lying. Like she played at, uh, was it university of Boston? I think, uh, played in the NWHL and then went over and played pro in Russia. And it was, it, it was decent. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have Pretty a lot good. Of- <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of play in like the the women's pro, like the the Calgary Inferno here, uh, which is the CWHL yeah, uh, yeah. championship, and just watching those girls play, like they they're better than uh, me for sure. Uh, they're better than a lot of the guys I know that play, and and yeah. you know, so, so for me, it's you know let let's all play together and and find a way to to coexist. And I know that it, it's hard for for some females, especially starting out, because guys are physically bigger and stronger than females and you know if they run over them or they fall on them like that's that's a scary thought for those uh mm. beginners especially and beginners yeah. fall a lot so yeah yes yeah, <laughs> yeah there's a there's a safety aspect right with with all the different levels of hockey players that you might have in an event like that you you got to make sure that everybody's you know taken care of and and safe and and that kind of thing for sure but you know danny going back to what you were saying like yeah they're like in this area, uh, women's hockey's kind of exploded. So mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, if, if you're coming out here, right, to Laurel, uh, you're, you're going to find that you're going to have a lot of women sign up. And, and that's going to be a good thing, I think. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, for the hockey, yeah. And, and I mean, let's, let's be honest, um, mixing, you know, women and, and men at, at a party. <laughs> probably, the best, probably the best recipe to be honest with you <laughs> <laughs> definitely helps with the social side right oh yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, I stories for days about you know hanging out with women's teams at tournaments uh you know seeing a guy get slapped in, in the chest with a big white dildo his chest caught on fire it's just a different dynamic and you know, it's, it's, it's just all for fun. And so I, I don't mind doing women only, uh, but I mean, I'm not a woman. So, I mean, then I wouldn't be able to play, which kind of, uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man. Well, we do know somebody with a dildo on his helm helmet, but hey, that, come on. On that was a one-time award, <laughs> one-time award. So, so we've been going up to Johnstown, like we talked about for years. And I think like the, second or third year we went up there we played the game come outside we're walking through the parking and there's this guy he's got a hockey helmet on and it has this huge uh suction cup dildo stuck on the top of it (laughs) and he's got a beer and he's just hanging out with his friends like nothing's going on so we see it and we're like what what the hell is this (laughs) So we go over and ask him, and he's like, yeah, um, I was awarded dick of the game by my team. I did something stupid. He was a dick, so he got dick of the game <laughs> from his team. So then we brought that home, and uh, the guys that run Old Fat Ball Guys were like, we're going to make a dick of, the, dick of the game award, except they did it for like a whole season. And so I was the first recipient <laughs> of the Dick of the Game Award for OFBG because uh, there's certain people that don't like me. So 
I think that's good for like, that's our rule. Don't be a dick. So maybe I should just at the draft uh, party. I'm just like, if you're a dick, you're going to wear this on your helmet. That <laughs> might be, Hey man, it might that be, might good be a new thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can have a lot of fun with dildos when you're traveling, I guess. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Snick, tell me about this RV. I, I have to hear. Did something break on it throughout your course? <laughs> what's what's your plans moving forward with the with the uh, RV? Does it have a nickname? Anything you like hit, that? Did you hit it with a sledgehammer? Make it look mean? Yeah. <laughs> anything? They, they cost a lot of money, so I mean to rough it yeah. up, brand new. So maybe after a couple of years, we can start taking little shots at it. But I, I mean, <laughs> me, like, I, I'm not I, like I'm not that guy. Like I'm not Mister Fix It. Um, I, I'm just not like, I, that's just not me. And so that was kind of one of my big things. Like at first I thought my business partner would be rolling around, uh, my buddy, Randy, I thought he'd be rolling around with me, but he has a, a, a day job. And so he was like, sorry, bud, you're on your own. So it was just me oh. against the world. And, uh, wow. I mean, I, I listen, I, I'd never driven anything bigger than like a, a 20 foot U-Haul. Uh, and so whenever he, he said, Hey, let's do it. I'm like, okay, good. Let's, well, let's get this little class what class B or something, little small guy. And he's like, no, if we're going to get one, I'm probably going to live in it uh, half time. Cause he commutes uh, back and forth uh, from Vegas to, to Denver. He's like, I'm just going to keep it in Denver, oh. and live in it, you know, when I'm there playing hockey. And so I'm like, okay, he's like, and I'm not going to live in a little one. So, and I, he's like, what's the, what's the biggest you'll get? And I was like, I don't know. And he's like 30 foot. Can we do 30 foot? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, okay, I got a 32 foot one. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we get it. And you know what? I, driving it in the wind is hard. It, it's not so much how long it is. It's more how wide it is. So once you get used to that, driving it is a breeze, right? It could only go 74 miles an hour. Like I was literally standing on the gas pedal of the floor and it would just go 74. So, I mean, that, that was good, but yeah, I mean, there wasn't really too many problems while I was driving it. The problems were more like when I was camping, um, like the time a bird flew in and I couldn't, <laughs> uh, like, like you have like the, like you have your door and then there's a screen door and the screen door has like a little slide to do the, the handle latch. And yeah. I just closed it and the, the, I was going to walk out and the, the little thing for the latch was open and the bird flew right in. And I li- if there would have been a video camera on there, it would have been the funniest video you've ever seen. Cause I chased that damn thing around with a hockey stick. <laughs> it was just nuts. And so, I mean that, but I mean, other than that, I mean, it was pretty easy in, in Charleston, a gust of wind. Uh, like I had literally walked in to take some stuff into the rink, uh, like a, some jerseys and I came back out and the whole awning had collapsed on us. And that was kind oh. of, um, but other than that, I mean, it was, it was, I mean, it was great. I mean, t- to be able to be out and drive around and I, I wish it wouldn't have been COVID. Um, so I could have stopped and, and played beer league hockey and all these different places that I went. Uh, but I was kind of, kind of confined, you know, my own personal choice, of course, confined to that RV. Um, yeah, yeah. it was great. I mean, internet sucks and I'm a pretty connected dude. Like I'm always on social media or wanting to play video games and I couldn't do much of that. Couldn't watch Netflix. Um, <laughs> the data just just was not it was not having it that, man it was great i mean the plan i think now that we have it is well we should use it maybe not you know 100 days at a time but we should make a tour where we maybe go for two months and you know hit seven or eight tournaments and then do yeah. that so i think that's kind of the plan but i don't think either one of us me or randy want to drive the thing in the winter so probably just <laughs> um, yeah, summer, right. summertime like i think we'll go like a 
June, July, August, and then it'll be nice because I can bring my wife and kids for part of the time too, which will be nice. But that's cool. It, yeah, it, it was an experience. Let me tell you. I mean, I met a lot of very interesting people, ate a lot of really good food, played a lot of hockey, saw a lot of new places that I'd never seen, and uh, I mean, I think that's that that's pretty cool. I, I my my dream now, like after I did it, is I want to do a tournament, and I want everyone just to rent RVs or bring tents and, <laughs> and, and spend the whole weekend just big ass party. So like a, like a, yeah, yeah like a real <laughs> hockey Woodstock. So in Austin, Texas, I, I don't know if I've released this yet, but I guess I'm releasing it on your show. Uh, so we're planning a thing called the BLPA fest kind of along those lines. Like there's going to be a hockey tournament going on, uh, an indoor lacrosse tournament, a soccer tournament, softball tournament, uh, golf and volleyball all at the same facility and they also have an outdoor stage so we'll have a music <laughs> festival oh man time so it's basically kind of like, be a, kinda like just, a woodstock anybody can come Hockey like woodstock <laughs> yeah. you can play sports you can come listen sports to music sports. hopefully we can get a bunch of vendors out there uh you know and just have a weekend where it's you know we don't have to think about being old ass adults we can think about <laughs> <laughs> It's like the beer league Olympics. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> going on out there, cornhole. Oh yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> Sounds great. All right. So you got to tell me about these gloves that I've seen a picture of. These custom eagle gloves. Oh, the brutal. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I have yeah. a problem. I have a big problem, actually. Um, I I have eighty eight pairs of eagle gloves. Oh right my now. god. Uh, I got two more on the way and the one you're like, you mentioned talking about, uh, you know, are white gloves acceptable. And I said, well, if we're going to talk about white gloves, we've got to talk about these bad boys. Eagle just sent me a photo and uh, I got the snake skins. These hands are dangerous is what, what I'm trying to say to people. <laughs> you're going to get bit. <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I saw them and they're Eagle gloves and I thought they were fake. And, uh, they're not, I, they, I was like, well, I have to make them a reality. I have so many. And, uh, I mean, now it's like, okay, what can you kind of do to, to shock yourself? <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, I'll do it. And apparently it's shocking a lot of people because people think I'm full of shit that I, they're not coming. And I'm like, no, I, they're literally like, look, it's from Eagle. They sent me this photo. <laughs> and so like I have, I mean, the other pair is like a custom pair of BLPA gloves. So at least I, I went traditional with those, but the snakeskin ones are pretty, uh, they're pretty asinine if you ask me, but I'm going to wear them and have a good time with them. Yeah. yeah we're going to have to put this up on Twitter when we post. It oh yeah, yeah, for sure. It's going, on, it's going on everything. Yeah. <laughs> These gloves, <laughs> they look like two boa constrictors ate somebody's hands. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to buy one of those uh, fake rattles and put it on. So every time you're, around, <laughs> every time you move. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so now, how, cause I'm a, I'm a pretty big gear guy. I, I geek out on that stuff. All so right. did the Eagle glove stuff kind of start? Cause I used to wear Eagles all the time until it was harder to get in the States. And then I just switched over. But was that something that started as kind of like you bought a pair, then you're like, Oh, I really like them. You get three or four more pairs just over the course of a year or two. Cause you have different teams or whatever. And then it just blows into this obsession. Clearly. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, yeah. I guess that's how it started. I mean, Listen, I, I have this problem with a lot of things. Um, I just, I'm a collector, like jeans, shoes, uh, and then it just kind of made its way into to hockey gloves. And I, you know, I started out with like 
some Mission L7s, and they were cool. And then I got some Warrior franchises, because that's what everyone talked about. And I saw this pair of Pro Stock Eagle gloves that matched my my uniform, and so I, I bought them, and I was like, holy shit, these are really comfortable. And I saw a couple more, and I bought them. And then it turned into people were like, hey, I got these Eagles I want to get rid of. I know you like them. Do you want them? And then before <laughs> I knew it, I had like 40 pairs of gloves, and I'm like, holy shit. And uh, then like, I, I knew that that something was was wrong when someone messaged me and said, all right, listen, I have this custom pair of gloves. Uh, they're gray. They've got a red cuff on them. I bought them, but um, I, I'm going to have to quit hockey for a while. And so I want them to go to a good home. I know you love Eagle. <laughs> a good home. I'm sending them to you. And, and if I won't charge you anything, I'll send them to you. But if I ever want them back, you have to send them back. And of course I agreed, but I haven't heard from him in five years. So I guess I'm going to get to <laughs> now. Is that, is that after you like change your address and your phone number too? You, you haven't heard from him or so he doesn't know I'm in Canada right now. I <laughs> 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 started like that. And then people, then it, now it's kind of like, you kind of have to, you have to kind of, I guess, keep up appearances, I guess. Right. So I, like I see a pair that I don't have and, or I design a custom pair that's, Ridiculous yeah, and I, I get them, right? So, uh, you know, it, it's been a long time since I've got new pair of Eagle gloves. Like, it's probably been a year, so uh, maybe it was about time. But, I mean, even the the rep at uh, Eagles, like, oh, you're the king of Eagles. And I'm like, oh, I guess I got to keep going then. At least to 100, I think. So when's the last time you haven't wore Eagle? There, uh, There's one, well, after I got into the Eagles, there's maybe one picture uh, where I tried a, a pair of Pro Stock Warrior gloves uh, from the Calgary flames. And I wore them for one game and, and threw them off. Uh, when I went to a tournament this year in Oklahoma city, like my hometown, uh, I, we were playing where the Oklahoma Sooners play. And I was talking to the rink manager who, who manages the team and just said, Oh, these were my favorite gloves. These, you know, these gray and, and maroon ones. Uh, I wish I could still get them, even though they're not Eagles or Easton's. And he threw me a pair and said, here you go. And so I've, <laughs> I've been, I haven't worn them in a game, but I think that if I have to wear one pair, that's not Eagles. One time it'll probably be those, but uh, I try to stay. I try to stay pretty, uh, pretty true to the brand. I mean, you can't be the king yeah, of eagles I, and be out there rocking. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. You make sure you make that's sure right. nobody brings cameras into the rink, right? Exactly. But <laughs> the Pacific Rink guys called me Mister Beer League, so now I'm even pigeonholed into that. Now I can't even go play pro if I wanted to. So <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell them they should send you a snakeskin bag. <laughs> I had like a BLPA, uh, like we're doing a collab with them right now. And uh, don't think I didn't ask them. <laughs> <laughs> I have one of their bags and it's, it's amazing. Rad. They're, they're so nice. Like I, and I, tra- I travel so much uh, with hockey. Like I, I played over in Tokyo. I played in Salzburg, Austria. Um, I traveled this, all over North America. It's and awesome. that bag, I mean, I've had it for three years now and it's finally just now. Uh, starting to show signs and I said, Hey, I'm gonna have to order a new bag. And he's like, yeah, we'll get you one of these custom gray ones with the, the BLPA. And so, which is really cool. But uh, I mean, just those backpack things that slide in, like I can remember being in a train station in, in Munich, Germany uh, during Oktoberfest, it was just a mess. And if I would have had to do my suitcase, my hockey sticks and that bag, it would, I would have never made it. And so mm. uh, I love the Pacific Rink bags. I know they're a little expensive, but sometimes you pay a little bit more to, to get some quality. They're definitely worth it. And you can get a BLPA one right now at a discount. So, <laughs> 179 to 176 bucks. Come on, Aaron. Upgrade your bag game. Come on, Aaron. Don't you want to be the bag king? 
Come on. Well, he well he well he ran over his his current bag. Yeah, my bag's what? been hit by my car. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> recent like recently? Oh no, this no. was years ago. It was hit by oh. a Camaro. <laughs> oh yeah, and you haven't drove you haven't driven the Camaro in like two nah, years. It's been like months. Yeah. <laughs> hey, are you a pin I see that pin slide back there. Yeah, you're actually on a, a three out of four pins fans uh, oh, okay. podcast. <laughs> yeah, he has pins eagles. I don't know Penn's if you've eagles seen some of. I, I also have some pins eagles. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know if you've seen any of our jerseys, uh, but we have cool themes. Like we just kind of find cool things. Uh, and, and I saw this thing on Reddit where this guy did a mashup of Pokemon and NHL logos. And I reached out to the guy and I said, uh, hey, I like your logos. Can I use them on some jerseys? And he said, yeah, it turned out he's in Calgary. So it worked out well. But uh, actually, he just gave this one one of the extras away. So uh, let's see it here. Oh, yeah. oh, that's great. <laughs> that's pretty slick. Napoleon and Emporia. I don't, I'm not a big Pokemon guy. <laughs> it's a really cool jersey, but uh, <laughs> I'll have to put a picture of that up on Twitter too. Yeah. While we're touching on on jerseys, then what are some uh, some like outlandish themes you've done for the jerseys? I mean, I guess if you guys are throwing Pokemon on some but of them, they're going to be pretty you, good. <laughs> before you answer, I was on the site earlier today and I was just clicking on different tournaments and I went to the the Denver one and I scrolled down and there was like a little carousel of images at the bottom and it had Joe exotic uniforms <laughs> what? on there. Free Joe. Please tell me that you did a whole Tiger King theme at some point in one of these tournaments. Yeah, it was, that was the Denver one. And uh, oh, yes. People said, why'd you do it in Denver? Uh, why didn't you do that in Oklahoma? And listen, I'm from Whoa. Oklahoma. Yeah. I'm from Exotics Park. So I uh, <laughs> yeah. start a theme set up for Oklahoma. Uh, and so Denver actually houses a bunch of joe's uh cats that joe had when he was there and uh they they have a lot of exotic parks so we thought it would be good but we did like obviously that bitch carol baskin yeah uh, <laughs> i don't like her we did the joe's meth and and i who was oh the last one was uh the real killer uh don's real killer um and it was, it was tiger so uh oh. yeah yeah because he got it <laughs> he yeah. got eaten that, yeah that, that is amazing <laughs> It's funny, like when people say, so part of your job is to sit around and think of these crazy themes. And I'm like, I guess if you think about, it, yeah, that is part of my job to do that. And I, I up with uh, with uh, envious uh, gameware out in in Buffalo. We we had to sit down, and I just said, listen, I have all these ideas, but I'm I'm not a graphic designer. Do you want to team up? And right. Yeah. I, I basically give him my ideas, and he comes up with ideas too. And we're like, okay, so crazy themes. I really liked uh, the fried chicken places in South Carolina. Uh, that was a really cool one. Uh, there was like a Chick Fil A jersey. Uh, there was Bo Bojangles with Bojangles. Bo yes, Bojangles. Yeah. <laughs> the other one. Uh, churches. Uh, no, it wasn't churches. KFC? Well, KFC was me. Like he made okay. a jersey and didn't tell me. And then when it came out, it was a picture of me as the colonel. If <laughs> 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 you got on that team, me. Uh, <laughs> I, I, that's weird. Like I can't remember. There was white, yellow, red. Dang that! That's that's uh, oh Popeyes, black Popeyes. Uh, okay. Oh yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. That one was a cool one. Uh, the two the two coolest ones that I I think uh, we didn't get to do uh, because the the tournaments got uh, suspended. Uh, like a buffalo one was a chicken wing theme, which was really right. cool. 
yeah. um, smothered in ranch dressing. <laughs> that's the big argument now in the BLPA is ranch or blue cheese. I'm definitely team ranch. Um, ranch. ranch. There we go. Blue cheese. Uh, <sighs> blue cheese. Good uh, lord. Cheese. You guys <laughs> probably put ketchup on hot dogs too. Right? <laughs> yeah, and your steaks. You guys probably like I'm like bootleg. No, not steaks. Hot dogs, <laughs> yes. Steaks. Hot dogs, yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, Boston had a really cool theme. It was like a uh, like a neon '80s theme, but with uh, with with revolutionary characters. So the theme was back in the '80s. The 1780s. That's cool. 1780s. 1780s. That's pretty cool. <laughs> oh so Washington and Paul Revere and you know Ben, you know Ben Franklin. So uh, I'm a history nerd. So I thought that was pretty cool. So uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to keep up, like to keep adding all the themes. And when you're going to do 25 of them, you're like, holy shit! Like, what's going to happen here? But we've kind of teamed up with uh, with a lot of designers. I I, I really like the logo mashups uh, from different things. Like there's a guy named Mark out of Toronto. Um, AK 47 studios. And he does like, uh, NHL and the Simpsons, NHL and Disney, MLB, yeah, yeah. I mean, that kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah. Not that, uh, the Austin, the Austin theme was pretty cool. Like, uh, I'm a baseball guy. So we did, uh, like the retro Astros jerseys with, they were the Dextros. And then instead of the star, it had an asterisk cause they're cheating sons of bitches. That's right. Any, <laughs> anything with a trash can on it. Yeah. Yeah. Anything say. with a trash can. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> trash can. <laughs> No, and then we had some brewery sponsor us in Colorado Springs, so they had some they had hockey beer, so it was cool to make uh, hockey beer jerseys. So, yeah, so a lot lot of cool themes. I and I really love jerseys, but at this point, my wife's like, just give yours away. You have too many at the house. <laughs> <laughs> so, is there, are the Flames your team? The Flames are my team, best team in the NHL, boys. Well, you got to so- talk to John about Lanny. Yeah, how did oh, yeah. Lanny McDonald? Big, big Lanny fan big, over here. I'm a big Lanny McDonald yeah. guy. Um, so, what are your thoughts on Lanny McDonald? Love him. <laughs> yeah. And listen, it, it, it's hard for me because, like, I didn't become a hockey fan until I, I met my Canadian wife. Like, I, I didn't grow up in Oklahoma watching hockey. I grew up watching Sooner football and Dallas Cowboy football and and yeah. Texas Rangers. So, um, I, I, I went to hockey when I was in college because it was silver coin beer on Thursday nights. And that's why I went. And uh, so I, I didn't start watching hockey time at her and I met Jerome McGinley uh, a couple times and he was really Beautiful. cool. Kind of what, that cemented me as a fan. But when you look back and see all the stuff Lanny d- did and then what he does in the community now, it's you, you can't help but love the guy. Yeah, he's a great ambassador of the sport and, you know, good, good chairman for the NHL Hall of Fame. For hockey sure. Hall of Fame. It's not the NHL Hall of Fame. Hockey, hockey, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please be accurate. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I, was, I was just implying he just keeps the riffraff out of there. That's good. So, all right, I don't. I know what is a shot when I hear one <laughs> talking about talking about Ace and ticking in. <laughs> he doesn't even belong in any conversation involving the Hockey Hall of Fame. Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Thank you. We've had this conversation five cups, but whatever. Times. Yeah, not a big Stop deal. Stop it, Aaron. <laughs> all Passenger. right. <laughs> Well, we got like an hour here, so um, uh, we don't want to take up too much of your time, Nick. But uh, that this this was great. We're really, really happy that uh, you came on and came to talk to us. Uh, we're definitely going to be looking at coming to join one of your tournaments. I think you're absolutely one hundred percent positive going to be in one of these. Awesome! The I want to, to meet you and, and share the the ice with you, but more more importantly, share the parking lot with you. And uh, you know, I've been doing beer league media for a long time, and I. 
uh, it really makes me happy to see more people kind of jumping in and, and doing, you know, beer league type podcasts. And so I'm rooting for you. I'm cheering for you. I, I want, I want you guys to be successful. So anything I can do, uh, to help you guys, uh, move that along, I'm, I'm all for it. And, you know, like I said, the, the, the BLPA is for everyone. And right now we're a small community of 15,000 beer leaguers. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I think we can, we can, uh, we can all kind of work together to, to do great things and, and give beer leaguers a, a great name. Absolutely. Right back at you. We're going to be talking to all of our friends about these, these the upcoming tournament in Laurel and tell them about it. So, uh, if you, uh, if you don't get a bump in your, uh, you know, word of mouth advertising from us, then I mean, we, we obviously haven't done our job, but well, <laughs> we're going to, we're going to, we're going to be telling people. <laughs> you, you guys up and that, that, that'll be enough, but I, I think there'll be a lot of cool things. Like I said, the team tournament is first and, uh, you know, we get some teams in there and I think they'll see the difference in, in what we're trying to do. Uh, and then like, a, and then the draft follows in, in the fall and Labor Day. So, you know, a, a lot of hockey and hopefully we'll have some other stuff kind of around there. Like I've already got people from South Carolina, uh, from Tennessee, from Maine that say they're going to come down to Maryland for the team tournament. So that should be a, an incredible time. Right on. Well, thanks again, man. We really appreciate you coming on. Yeah. Thanks a lot. And thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it. All right, guys. We'll see you later. All right, guys. Great show tonight. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcatcher app. And tell your teammates, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your dogs, tell your cats. Two hands, Teddy. Teddy.